home. Welcome to Tuesday's show. Hello, everybody. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's grab some calls. Over on line one is Cheryl in Oklahoma. Now, yesterday on the show, I had mentioned there was an artist who was in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, went to Waffle House, tipped 50 bucks, but then found out the waitress was like raising a baby by herself and went back and gave her $1,000. We didn't know who it was. Now, Cheryl, you have a guess as to who it was. Well, I think it's Kane Brown. I recently saw a video clip of him on tour, and there was a little six-year-old girl on stage doing a duet of What If with him, and he happened to be in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I could definitely see him and or even Caitlin behind uh, the tip and the nice gesture. I agree. It absolutely could have been Kane Brown. Hmm. I don't know that it was. And I don't have any inside information, but I think it could have been Kane Brown. If you remember, Kane Brown was the same person who sent Amy's son a video game system, right? Oh, um, a with a roller thing that's like a skateboard, a hoverboard. A hoverboard yes. for so his we birthday, were, yeah. out of nowhere. I mean, randomly on air one day, I was like, my son wants a hoverboard, and Kane was listening, and next thing you know, a hoverboard's being dropped off at my house, signed by Kane Brown, and he like went to the Walmart or the Sam's or Costco and got it himself, and <laughs> like, so nice. Okay. Isn't that wild? Could be him then. Kane's a good dude. Yeah. Um, here's a message I got DM yesterday. You stated this artist gifted her two tickets to a concert, so you may look at who is having concerts near there within the next couple of months, and it may narrow down your choices. This person also says Kane Brown. Mm-hmm. Kane Brown does have a date there on yep. September 3rd. He does? Yep. Yeah. And that's around the time? No, he has a date there because he gave her tickets. To an upcoming oh, show. he has an upcoming, upcoming show. show. But what was he doing in North Carolina? We're driving through. Is he driving I mean, through at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Like you get on the bus at 11, drive <laughs> right. home? There could okay. be any... Wow, detective work. Are we sitting on Kane Brown as our answer? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Hey, nice job, Cheryl. Good good job with that. Cheryl. And, you know, he also falls in that category where, yeah, probably could start off with a $50 tip. Like, successful, does well, but, like, still young. The money's new. He's probably manages it well. Yeah. <laughs> Starts off with a fifty dollars. But also tip. has enough to go. Like you need a thousand bucks. I yeah, give you a thousand bucks. Exactly. Thousand bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I give you a thousand bucks. <laughs> All right, Cheryl. Appreciate that call. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Let's go over to the phones. Here is Matthew in Mississippi. Matthew, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. What's up, buddy? Uh, I just had a quick question for you. Uh, I was wondering on one of your episodes of Breaking Bobby Bone the episode where you worked on the tugboat. I was wondering how you enjoyed it, what you went through and all that, because I actually worked for that company when it did that episode. I just didn't get a chance to meet you. Oh, man. Wish I got to meet you. So it's a it's a towboat where you're towing millions of pounds of coal down a river on a boat, and you're making sure all the, the different barges are tied to the... Uh, it's really hard work, and I think the hardest part of that job from being there for a few days, and it was only a few days, is... You guys are, and I'm talking to you specifically there, there Matthew, you're away from your family for weeks at a time. You're, you're living on that boat. And, you know, we don't get all those goods. I mean, it can be coal. It can be anything that we're using, consuming. We don't get that stuff without you guys putting in that hard work. And, you know, as, as backbreaking as that labor is, I think the hardest part was just those guys that were just away from their families for so, for so long. So shout out to you guys, Matthew. That is, that's, that's a tough job you're doing there, bud. I appreciate it. I actually had to quit because my body gave out on me for I'm doing it for six and a half years. <laughs> yeah, I had to quit for three days. I did three days, my body gave out. So if that tells you anything about my body. I appreciate that call. Hope you're good. Appreciate it. You guys can check out episodes of Breaking Bobby Bones on Disney Plus right now. There are eight episodes. 
Eight more go up on August 11th. All right, let's get started. Here is Justin Moore. We didn't have much. Bobby Bone Show. It's that time of the morning where we go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. Earlier this summer, I started dating a really great guy. He's kind, he's caring, he's compassionate, he's close to his family. We share many similar interests, including the love of our dogs. Our dogs have only met twice because my dog is currently getting treated for heartworms and needs to keep her activity low. Much to my disappointment, our dogs just don't seem to get along. So much so, they got into it the other night and had to break up a fight and sustained a dog bite to my hand with four puncture wounds in the crossfire. I'm fine, my hand is healing, but I'm heartbroken over this. I'm 31, I've been mostly single for the past eight years, and this is the first guy in a long time I can actually imagine a future with. I feel torn because I feel like I'm at a point where I have to choose between my dog and my boyfriend. Do I make this decision now while the relationship is relatively fresh before emotions get involved or do I wait to find out if the dogs will get along? Thanks, Marissa. Hey, I'm glad you asked this. Kaylin and I, not the same because we got a dog that doesn't get along. They don't get along sometimes. But we've been dealing with this and how, how do you make two dogs that don't get along get along? You do it by separation and training and easing them in with each other. And sometimes... You just live with it, and you got to figure out this is just something you have to, a situation you have to live with. We know that we cannot have a treat in front of Eller and Stanley at the same time, or a toy, because if Stanley takes it, the bulldog, Eller will attack him. She was taken off the streets. She has crazy issues with like guarding her toys and treats. And Stanley doesn't, and he's friendly, but if he goes and grabs her bone, she will attack him. She she attacked him the other day. Happens so much more rare than it than, than it used to because now we know it and we have adjusted to it. We also are training Eller. Don't give up on either one of them. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying here. Don't give up on the relationship. Don't give up on the dogs. There are going to be issues, but I would also bet eventually they get along. I'm counting on Eller and Stanley getting along. They can be fine in the house. We'll leave them in the house together if we're with them two, three hours at a time. No big deal. That's as progress, lo- yeah. As long as there's not a bone or a treat laying on the floor that is Eller's that Stanley goes up and takes. But stick in, stick in. He He's worth it. The dog's worth it. Don't give up on either one of them. And if you do eventually have to give up on one of them, of course the guy goes. Yes. That's <laughs> saying <laughs> I love my dogs. Uh, but no, you can do this. And you, you can do this. There's YouTube videos that can help you learn how to, how to train your dogs. It takes a lot of time. But if it's worth it to you, it's worth it to put the time in to make sure that you can do it. So, Marissa, hang in there for both of them. Thank you for that email, and that is the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email, and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. All right, so we're going to hit this button. We're going to draw out a name, and whosoever name it lands on will tell a story from their vacation over the past two weeks, okay? Let's do it. Let's play the random vacation bit sounder. Here it is. All right, reaching in. The person that will share a bit from their vacation is Amy. Ah, oh, there she is, Amy. Okay. Hey. So I guess I'll share an awkward airplane moment okay. for sure. So we landed. Everyone starts to stand up and getting our luggage out of the overhead bin. My daughter, she's 14. I guess the guy sitting across the aisle was like, oh, well, I'll probably help her pull that down. So he looks at her and said, would you like for me to grab your luggage up there for you? My daughter, being the independent girl that she is, is like, no, I got it. Well, as she's reaching for it, he decides to just get it anyway, (laughs) even though she told him no. Well, he's not in the best position anyway because he just goes for it and he reaches up there. The bag is super heavy, by the way, pulls it down. And as it's coming down, he lost a grip of it 
and the luggage, the bottom of it slams into her head and the wheel goes oh. right into her eye. Oh. It, oh, I mean, no. the whole, the whole, that part of the plane is like, oh, oh. <laughs> like it was, and then it was just awkward because he, she told him no and she just puts her head down. She's crying. It's awful. Like then it comes his time to deplane and he gets off the plane and I'm like, okay. And we're, we're, I'm apologizing to people behind us, like being patient, like, hold on, just going to take a second, but we're trying to get out of there as fast as possible. So Shira can't see, she can't open her eye. I'm guiding her off the plane and I'm thinking, okay, that's awkward. I feel bad. It was an accident, but still maybe he'll be waiting here at the end just to check on her and see how she is. Nope. He gone. Like he just totally left. She didn't open her eye for probably about 30 minutes. We had to go to the bathroom. We tried to rinse it out. I guided her out of the airport like a she could not see. So it's just crazy. I I wasn't mad. But don't you stay and check on a kid that you just hit in the eye, basically? Well, first, do we think he heard her say no? Like, do you think that because she does have a pretty thick accent? Oh, no. Yeah, no. It was obvious. She said, no, I got it. Like everyone, like it was, you could tell he's like, oh, after he did it, I'm pretty sure he was like, dang it. (laughs) So you're for sure he heard no. Yes. And he did it anyway. Yes. And then it's, do you just get out of town because there's nothing you can do? (laughs) It's like you want to get away. He was an adult adult grown man. He wasn't like a kid. Like he was, he was a man. His wife was with him. If I was the wife, I'd be like, you're staying. We're staying and, to but check what, on her. what can he do? But I agree. The, I, I would have gone to the Starbucks inside the airport, gotten ice, and then come back. Like he, because he got off the plane like way before us. Because I don't know, there are just so many things that went through my mind, and maybe I had too many expectations for the guy that like slammed luggage into her face. But <laughs> I would say, let's say what we would have done. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would have walked off the plane and stood right there in that open circle. And waited and been like, hey, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? Yeah. I wouldn't have run to Starbucks. I wouldn't have been running. I don't think I would have been that forward thinking, which I, is I, fine. But I would have waited there. Okay. Lunchbox, what would you have done? Oh, I'd have just left. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I probably would have just ran off the plane before she got off. Once I hit her with the suitcase, it gets very awkward and I ain't got time to stick around because that's what happened. Well, yeah. well, here's why because people get so happy when I try to do something nice and I can't take the chance. She lost the eye. I got to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that was a real possibility, y'all. Like, it was. Eddie? I mean, I would really just say, I'm sorry, and then, are you good? And, and then bolt. Uh, <laughs> and then, okay, start backing up and leaving. Okay, I wouldn't well. stop. I wouldn't stop at the end of the plan. I wouldn't get ice. I wouldn't do anything <gasps> Yeah, like, like Bobby so. says, feet don't fail me now. There's almost nothing you can do. Right. Yeah, I know, but thank you, Bobby, for being the one that would wait at least to see her get off the plane and make sure she was okay. Because at that point, he had no idea. She couldn't even look up. And quite honestly, I didn't know what we were dealing with. For 30 minutes, I'm like, are we going to have to go to the hospital? Is there going to be something wrong with her eye? Is she well, going to ever see again? <laughs> if I'm waiting in that circle, I'm also going to tell you my name is Trent Johnson. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Exactly. Mississippi. Five, five, five. Yeah. Okay, I know. I mean, I'm not a litigious person. I'm not going to sue you. Although I did think like, hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I Exactly. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh-huh. All right, Thomas Rhett, what's your country song? Bobby Bone Show. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Sam Hunt released a collaboration with Ingrid Andrus. The song is called Wishful Drinking. Here's a clip. I get hopeful when tipsy, thinking you might miss me. It's a hundred proof nothing I want to for another Reba 
McIntyre and Brooks and Dunn announced their final Las Vegas shows. They're playing the Coliseum at Caesars Palace on December 1st through December 15th. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Luke Bryan talks about his kids traveling on tour with him. You know, they get to walk around backstage and visit with my crew guys and go play with drums. And I mean, those kids have been have been on more planes and I'm so happy that they can have a really, really kind of extraordinary life. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Frank Scavio, he's the owner of Paisan's Pizza in New York, and he goes to uh, another restaurant that sells his, his pizza, a frozen version of his pizza. And he kind of goes undercover and goes and he orders his pizza. And he goes to the waiter and says, hey, what do you think about this pizza? And the waiter goes, it's pretty good. He's like, have you tried it? Well, okay, no, I haven't tried it. He's like, all right, try a piece right now and rate it. And he says, hmm, that's about an eight. Good. It's my pizza. So he gives the guy a $1,840 tip. He says, you reviewed my pizza. It was great. So here's a tip. $840 for you and spread the other thousand to the rest of the people that work there just because you reviewed my pizza. And I know the pizza business has been hard for everyone. So pretty cool. He tipped $1,840. I wonder what that tip would have been if he just said, it's a two. Right. (laughs) $1,000 for everyone else and nothing for you. Like, I've had better. Huh. That's... It's like undercover, undercover boss. boss. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pizza edition. The pizza edition. Yeah, good for that guy. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Thank you guys for hanging out here on the show. We went away for a honeymoon. We were gone for like nine days. And I'm an idiot and didn't realize I had to get my tags done on this old Bronco that we bought. We've been looking for an old Bronco forever. Finally find one. And we, there's some work to be done to it, but we loved it, so we bought it. And you have uh, 30 days, 31 days to get tags for a vehicle. And so in the middle of our honeymoon, I'm like, I never got tags for the Bronco. So I call up a friend and I'm like, hey, can you take our Bronco in? It's got to pass an emissions test, which it didn't do the first time, but we got it fixed to get uh, to pass the test. Would you take it in and get that emissions test passed? Because it's been fixed. And can you run it over and get these tags? And she's like, yeah, no problem. And so she... No, she's like our only friend that was I drive a stick, I'll be honest with you. And so that's why we called her to do it. And so she's driving it, and she's on the interstate, and next to her, this car slams into another car. It's like trying to get through traffic. Hits another car. That car that was hit then swerves over and hits her driving oh. our Bronco. Oh, my gosh. Smashed the entire side of it in, broke the axle. It's a whole thing. We had it for three weeks. Oh, oh. no. We don't know what's happening with it. It's at the shop. We don't know if it's going to come out alive or not. But it was, I'm not going to say my fault. It was the driver's fault. And their insurance, they're going to have to pay for whatever the case is. But if I'd have gotten tags before I'd left, it never would have happened. <laughs> and the friend is like totally that. okay. And the friend, she's totally okay. And, you know, that's a, Bronco's from the 70s. So it's mm-hmm. not like the, you know, the easiest drive and especially probably not the easiest wreck. But it is messed up. Stinks. Man, in three weeks, it broke down in the Anderec, right? Is that, you had it in... It's all, it's a old, it's <laughs> I mean, old. That's crazy. Uh, they tried to get us to buy antique tags for it. You can only drive that like on Saturdays. Weekends and holidays. <laughs> They're like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I probably should have done that though, because I could have got those tags already. But yeah, so we're going to wait and see, see what the deal is there on that. Uh, here are five foods that could be ruining your sleep. There's nothing more frustrating than being exhausted. I deal with this all the time and you just can't fall asleep. And so I had one friend that did a sleep study and I, he, on Instagram, he had all these tubes and stuff in his nose. And I was like, that just looks a little too hardcore for me to do. 
but I struggle with sleep, and I found this article. Five foods that could be ruining your sleep. Number one, spicy foods. If you eat spicy foods close to bedtime, that's it's messing, messing with everything. That spicy messes with everything. Don't eat spicy foods. Fried food. Research finds it could cause trouble for your sleep. Adults who slept between seven to nine hours found that a high saturated fat intake made them sleep so much worse in general. Chocolate. Refined carbs. Is that just processed carbs? I don't I don't know. I refined sugar, so maybe. Yeah. I would assume. And then finally alcohol. Tell me about this. Alcohol. If you drink, it doesn't put you to sleep. Well yeah. they say it will be you'll you might get sleep, but it's gonna be poor quality sleep. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. When I have a night of drinking, I sleep hard. You do and late. Like you can't get me up before nine o'clock. You wanna hear a quick story about Eddie a bachelor party? What is this? The wallet. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you do? We, yeah. we, we have a bachelor party. And we go, and we're in Fayetteville, Arkansas. We're playing basketball, playing baseball. We're playing, we're just sports and video games. And um, we go, we're out in Fayetteville. And Eddie had a few beers. Nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. But he had drink, I, he had I, dr- I drink a little a bit. He wrote a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing crazy. So maybe like four beers. <laughs> but we're about to fly home, and Eddie's like, I lost my wallet. Oh, no. And we're like, what do you mean you lost your wallet? He goes, I don't know where it is. We're looking all over the house. We got our Airbnb right by campus, University of Arkansas. He goes, I can't find my wallet anywhere. We're, we're, ter- we're going through drawers, everything. One of our friends calls the Uber that they took last night. Yep. And the Uber won't wake up. Well, because it's like 7 in the morning. Right. Of course the Uber's not going to wake up. And the Uber was driving us at 2 in the morning. So yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So then Eddie goes, well, you just hop in the car. Where did you go? You drove. I went downtown where we were. And I said, I, I thought like, well, there was a, a moment where I sat on a bench while we were waiting for the Uber. Like, I don't know. Let me just go check that bench. Well, at nighttime, stuff's completely different. I had no idea where that bench was, but I just drove to that area. I saw the bench. I walk up to it, and right where I was sitting, my wallet was oh, sitting amazing. right there. Money and everything sitting that's right crazy. on the bench. Uh, untouched. And luckily, we got it and got on the plane and got Unbelievable. home. Unbelievable. Love it. I thank God probably 20 times on the, on the drive back. <laughs> thank you, God. You know what? Me too. Because I was like, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to end up. If Eddie leaves his wallet, we leave Eddie looking oh. for his wallet. All right, so they put a list out, the top earning artists of 2021. Now, this is from music, okay? Number three is Blake Shelton. He made $6.7 million just from music. Who do you think is number one, by the way? Luke Combs. We'll get there. Eddie, any guess? Yeah, Luke Combs. Both of you guys? Yes. Okay, well, does it change your mind that number two was George Strait? What? Yeah, because I'm like, wait. George Strait made $6.9 million off his music. He streamed $2.1 million. What? He toured at 4.2 million, which was early. Okay. In Vegas. Yeah, like oh, three okay. months, two months of touring. All right. <laughs> Dang. Number one, the highest paid country artist is Luke. Come on. Luke Combs. Yeah. Is at 9.2 million dollars. Luke Combs. I mean, that's insane. Not a boy. From streaming, he made five and a half million bucks. Oh my wow. god. From writing songs, he made 1.8 million and toured at a million bucks. That's just off music. I mean, when everything opens up, Luke Combs is going to make some money. And that's not including the Crocs he sold, too, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. That's just music. <laughs> hey, listen, I had to compare those Crocs. <laughs> I tell you, I went with Caitlin. She hit me up. She was like, she texted me. She's like, hey, go to my skin. She goes and gets her skin, like, cleaned or something. I don't know what she does. She was like, I'm going to get a facial, a hydro facial. Go with me. And I was like, I don't want to go. As I've never been to get a facial before. She said, go with me. You'll love it. I said, I'll pass. She goes, I'll help you do... We made a deal. Seven social media bits. Because she'll help me like do stuff on TikTok. Because she doesn't really love being on social media. 
But it, I was like, okay, you do. We came to seven, and I went, and then they did this thing where they sucked the blackheads out of your nose. It's amazing. My nose is the greatest nose it's ever been. Oh, I was gonna no, say I that could, looks it nice. It does look better. Heck yeah! I, not that there was anything. No, wrong I have. With your I've nose. had a blackhead problem with my nose. Mm-hmm. They put this little on there. It sucks them all it out. It sucked all the blackheads out of my nose. That's cool. No, it's amazing. They did a whole thing on my forehead, too. I know you guys are looking at me right now going, how do you look 22? That's how. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't want, I don't, I, now that I'm looking at your nose, but I've been looking at your nose for 15 years. That's right. And I've also extracted things from your nose uh-huh. myself over the years. And I must say, it, it looks really great. does look I know. Not that you, again, nothing wrong. Oh no, I say that I've had a problem with blackheads on my nose my whole life. But sucked it all out. That's cool. But then I had to play it cool. I was like, I mean, it was fine, Caitlin. <laughs> but really, I would go in and just look at it. Yeah. In there. Now he's like going to go back. Yeah. Like, do you go back? Mm-hmm. I you act will. like I don't want to. You will. And then I trade it out oh, for more. Will. Yeah. Uh, let's go over and do some food world with Morgan number two. It's time for food world. Num, num, num with Morgan number two. My favorite place, Taco Bell, is giving away free tacos for a year. So... All you have to do is go enter to win them through their rewards program. You scan one of your recent Taco Bell receipts before August 18th, and you're entered to win free tacos for a year. And that would be awesome. But what I didn't know, what was more interesting to me about this, and Morgan, because she was like, hey, I'll, I'll talk about this in Food World. She had won free sandwiches for a year at one point in her life, right? Yeah, I was in college, and my freshman year, I entered to win like a contest like this for Good Sense, which is my favorite like sandwich chain back home. And yeah, they called me up like two days later and they're like, hey, you won sandwiches for a year. So I got a free sandwich every day while I was a freshman. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, what's the place called? Goodsons. Yeah, I guess I never. In Arkansas, we didn't have Goodsons. Mm -mm. So what kind of sandwiches was Goodsons? Well, it's like everything's made fresh. So, you know, sometimes you go and the ingredients aren't super fresh at like a deli or whatever. This place, they were fresh every time. And just I would get like a cheese mix. So like five different cheeses on a sandwich. (laughs) I mean, I was the cheapest sandwich you could get to get for free every day because there's no meat. That's why they picked her. (laughs) So you could go every day and get a free sandwich? Yeah, I didn't because I was like, oh, that's bad. But I went like three times a week. I mean, I was going. I got free as a freshman. I got the most epic deal you could have gotten. So, yeah. Did I you had get like, free chips and drink, too? or did you No, pay for that? it was just the free sandwich. But so Don't I just greedy. would get uh. a sandwich. It was a, but it was the big sandwich. It wasn't even just like the six, six inch. You could get a foot long. I think I would go in even if I didn't want a sandwich and get it for my friend yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, just so you get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you win the contest? Did you just drop your, your card in a bucket or what? Yeah, it was like a freshman orientation for the journalism program. And they were like, hey, enter your name here. And I entered, I've entered so many things and I've never won anything in my life. And I'm standing there and I'm like, wait, did I really just win free sandwiches? So you're a contest enterer, huh? Yeah, I mean, just for fun. Like, if I'm yeah. walking around, I, I, I feel bad because people are trying to get everybody to enter. I was like, yeah, I'll enter. I mean, knowing I won't ever win. Uh, same thing in this scenario. I'm just being a freshman walking around, and I was really happy I entered that day. Best thing you ever randomly won? Because I don't. I've never, never won, won anything, anything like that. Mm, nothing. No. Um, I won caller tender radio station to KLAZ. I won uh, dinner for two at El Chico and passes <laughs> to Behind the Mall Cinema. <laughs> well, that's cool. I did call the radio station and win that. Anything from you guys? Like lunchbox? Anything at all? Uh, yeah, I won. Uh... Two round-trip airline tickets on Southwest Airlines, my first trip ever to Vegas. I was 21 years old in college, and they were doing it at, at my university. Signed up, and I fell in love. Uh, Vegas, fell in I love, love that Vegas. place. Yeah. Well, he's like he's coughing and yeah, I he's crying. grunting and crying. <laughs> I mean, he's crying because guys, he was coughing. When, 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 they, when they called me to tell me I won, I told them, shut the blank up because I thought it was someone messing with me. 
And I hung up and they called me back and I was really two, <laughs> two tickets. That's pretty cool. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So mom took to Reddit to find out if she was wrong for waxing her five-year-old's unibrow. Hmm. Now, I know with just that headline right there, what's your reaction? No. You want to cut your kid's hair, wax their unibrow? It's not like surgery. <laughs> you didn't send them in for surgery. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Eddie, you have a five-year-old. Sure. Why not? I mean, if it, uh, unibrows are ugly, so why not? Ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> to me, it's the same as like your kid having a weird haircut or something gross. Like, cut it. Okay, Who cares? Well, the mom did it because when I first read it, I thought the opposite of y'all. And I'm like, absolutely not. She should not be waxing her five-year-old at all whatsoever. Well, the dad kind of didn't like it at all. The husband. He's like, I can't believe you did this to our daughter. But turns out the daughter is, is five. Has some friends. She was getting made fun of for it. So the daughter asked the mom to do it. Oh, well, there you go. It also is just hair. Again, it's not a nose job. <laughs> I would think, I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'd be like, of course, who cares? Okay. She's getting picked on. You can fix it easily. Why not fix it? Yeah. Well, I think the big thing is the daughter asked for it, but the dad is still mad. And it's a fight in their household because the dad thinks the mom is pushing beauty standards onto the five year old. Okay, I got phrases with extra words that we use to sound smart. I don't know if you use any of these, Bobby. Do you ever do something like, um, well, it's estimated to be around. No. Okay. What about? Because that's the same thing. Okay. Estimated and to be around. Just a waste of words. It's just, well, <laughs> listen, yeah, no not, that, not that I don't say things wrong all the time. I do. But no, I don't use that one. No need to say it twice. Right. Uh, what about in my opinion? No. General, Maybe. I don't know. General, I don't think that's a, I think that's a, a fine one, though. I don't think that makes you seem smarter, dumb. Okay. The general consensus is... No, never. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, saying the reason being, instead of just saying like, because, like you give it extra words. That does sound fancy. I know. Yeah, and I, that's why I don't say it. It's probably too fancy for me to pull it off. <laughs> well, if you want to sound fancy, you can use some of those. And then uh, Luke, Brian, and Caroline were talking about the secrets to their 14-year marriage. And pretty much Caroline summed it up with this quote. Each day, whether we are blissfully happy or not, we fight for each other. I'll love Luke until my last breath. I thought this I mean, that sounds romantic awesome. in a quote, but listen, being a married guy myself, sometimes it just gets tough. <laughs> okay, you've been married like, like I have, a day. <laughs> so, many, so many years. This is like 14 years of marriage, but um, <laughs> Luke Bryan has My Dirt Road Diary, which is debuting Friday, August 6th, heads up on IMDb TV. It's a docuseries. Which is on Amazon, I believe. Because just saying IMDb TV is kind of weird. Because okay. nobody knows where that is. <laughs> but I believe that you can get that on Amazon. Yeah. All okay. right, is that it? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Okay, did you know that you can donate two organs? What do you mean two organs? Well, I mean, you would think if you've donated a kidney that you need to keep your body in tip top, keep everything else together because you've given a kidney, which is what this one woman did. Stephanie Allen, her sister, Lisa, in 2006, needed her kidney. Well, fast forward, now her brother needs a liver. Well, what does she do? She steps up and donates part of her liver. She has joined an elite ranking of two-time living organ donors. Well, I I guess... 
color me perplexed because I didn't think there'd be a limit. I thought if you have it, you can live, you can donate. It. No, I mean, she said now that doctors have told her that she doesn't have any more organs to get. <laughs> yeah, doctors like slow down a little bit. But you would just <laughs> think, but I mean, and cool that she actually was a match for both of her siblings because sometimes even though it's a sibling, you're not. But she was able to help her sister out and her brother. <laughs> Which is cool. Surely there's more stuff to donate because this is what she could do. It could be her thing. When she dies. No, she could grow her hair out real long. Oh, donate, donate, donate hair. her hair. Okay. Nice. Which is fine. Like there's all. Well, that's not an organ. Yeah, about... I know, but, but but she can stay in her lane. What about the gallbladder? The people get that removed all the time, right? <laughs> Couldn't she yeah, but then donate you wouldn't her need appendix? It. There we go. They don't need it. But donate it. To- <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you if people normally have that removed, uh, they must not need that's a replacement. Tough. Good for her though, man. She's yeah, passing out that body like it's candy on <laughs> Halloween. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Amy told an elevator joke in her morning corny a couple weeks back before we went on vacation, and said, "Hey, maybe use it next time you're in an elevator." And so here here's the actual joke. The morning corny. Why are elevator jokes so good? Why are elevator jokes so good? Because they work on so many levels. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So that was the joke from, from two weeks ago. So Lunchbox took Amy's advice, and when he was in Las Vegas during vacation, he's on an elevator, he would tell people the elevator joke to see how it worked. <laughs> okay, here's clip number one. Why are elevator Why jokes are so, so loud? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why are elevator jokes so good? They're not good. They work on so many levels. I mean, who they- are those people? <laughs> Uh, just random people. The one one laughing was my wife because she was felt, feeling so awkward. But the other people were just uh, random people on the elevator. And one guy, it was in the morning, and I think he was hungover because oh. like, why are you so loud? He's loud. That is so. I that is a weird response from a stranger to just yell like you're so loud. Here is uh, another another attempt. Why are elevator jokes so good? Talk to me. Because they work on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that every time you're in the elevator this weekend and people will laugh every time. Was I laughing? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. I feel awkward listening to this. <laughs> Here's uh, one more clip. Why do elevator jokes work so well? Because they're good on so many levels. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That was good. That was good. I don't feel like it worked ever. That, the last one, it worked. I feel like people yeah, were trapped in a room, and they just uh, felt like they had great, to Great yeah. advice, Amy. I mm-hmm. think it worked for everybody. <laughs> okay, let's go over and get today's morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. Do you know where they grow okra? Uh, no, I don't. In Oklahoma. <laughs> tell that one to Kaylin. Okay. I'm not doing the tell that to Lunch somebody. Why? She's from Oklahoma. <laughs> She'll love it. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see if she answers the phone right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. Elevator and now just live on the yeah, phone. Yeah. Riveting. Here. Calling her from my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hey, uh, Amy had a joke. She wanted me to run by you. Okay. Do you know where they grow okra? Oklahoma. Oh. Oh, <laughs> she knows it. Wait, how did you know that? Amy texted it to me oh, last okay. night. <laughs> well, I didn't. Amy, no heads I, up. I forgot I did that. I thought of her when I saw okay. it because I, I try to find jokes ahead of time. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Caitlin. I'm always top of mind with Amy. But is it, it funny? It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not hilarious. <laughs> no, oh. no, no. It's just that I laughed so hard about it last night that today it's just a little lackluster. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you.
Okay, bye. All right, bye. Okay, well, you already told her the joke. I forgot I texted it to her last night. It's time to play the feud. Here we go. Americans have revealed their favorite snacks. They love snacking so much, those crazy Americans, that 69% of people, nice, admit to bringing a treat with them at all times. So what are Americans' favorite snacks? Pick a number one through 100 to see who goes first. Eddie? Uh, 21. That's exactly the number 21. Yeah! What? <laughs> Look at that. That's exactly the number. That's meant to be. Come on. That's exactly the number. Woo! Wow. Wow. But this is a hard category. How'd you get that number? I don't know, Snacks man. Snacks is hard? Yes. Okay. okay. Go ahead, Sam. Because I have like five written down, but that's it. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with the easiest one, though. Give me chips. Show me chips. Mm-hmm. Number one answer is chips. So you only nice. get one point, but still the, the yeah. number one answer. Go ahead. And then uh, the second one that I'm pretty confident with is nuts. Like mixed nuts, peanuts, whatever. Show me nuts. Yes, yes. At number eight. That's Ooh. eight points. Now nice. we're in trouble. Um, and this one, not too confident about it, but just give me trail mix. I feel like trail mix is still popular, and it's a snack. That's not a nut? Trail mix. You got M&Ms and stuff in there. Show okay. me trail mix. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry about that. All right, Amy, you're up. Okay, I'm going to go with something I always have. Okay, I have popcorn. I take bags of popcorn with me. Show me popcorn. Oh! It's a number seven answer, popcorn. Okay. Um, seven points. These are Americans' favorite snacks. A new survey finds that Americans love snacking. Okay, beef jerky. Show me beef jerky. Oh, what? I thought that was good. Wow, Amy, that was my that was my number one. I almost went with that over popcorn, but lunchbox. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you sit down, you have some crackers. Crackers. Show me crackers. Me yes, number four answer. Crackers. Yeah, and I mean, you didn't say healthy snacks, so people sit down, they're like, I'm going to get a snack, and they can get a handful of cookies. Show me cookies. The number six answer on the board is cookies. Now we're in trouble. Lunchbox <laughs> takes the lead, though. Lunchbox takes the lead. Yeah, I mean, listen, my wife loves this, and I, I mean, they have these boards, that, like they, the cheese boards at restaurants, so give me cheese. Give the guy some cheese. Wow. I thought that was good. Okay, so we have five answers off the board. Chips is the number one answer. Crackers, cookies, popcorn, and nuts. There are still five on the board. Lunchbox leads after round one. Let's go to round number two. Eddie. Oh, man, I'm trying to just envision the grocery aisle with snacks right now. But all, all I can think of is with at home, we just load up on protein bars and we snack on them. Give me protein bars. Give him protein bars. Mm. Amy? Candy? Show me candy. Yes. The number three answer is candy. Uh, okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Beef jerky was, oh, um, fruit. <laughs> Show me fruit. Good, Amy. Number ten. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
What haven't we said that's a snack? There are the number two, number five, and number nine answers are still on the board. So still a chance for somebody to win it. We've said candy, crackers, cookies. Five seconds. Um, a snack. Oh. What? Um... Yeah, time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Eh. Ran out of time. Yo, coffee? Yeah. Yeah, coffee. Uh, You can have that one. I'll let you guess that. Lunchbox. Look, man, I don't know that this fills you up. I don't know why people would eat this as a snack, but it's bad and it's good. Give me ice cream. Show the guy ice cream. Oh. Man. One more round. This is it. Last round, speed round. I need your answer in three seconds. And Eddie, you're up first. There are one, two, three answers left on the board. Favorite snacks from Americans. Go ahead. Mine's pretty stupid, but I just feel like this could be a meal, but it's also a snack. So give me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Show it to the guy. No. Amy. Pop-Tart. Good one. Pop-Tart. I don't know. I'm just thinking of things in the gas station. Yeah. Show me Pop-Tart. What? At number, at number five is is pastry. That works. And Amy hit her elbow so hard on the table oh, yeah. when she got oh, that. I thought you were just laughing. No, I hit my funny bone. All right. There okay. are two left. Okie dokie. Hmm. Let me see. Gum. Show her gum. <laughs> no. I don't know. Lunchbox, you got to have this. Yeah, oh. I mean. Amy or Eddie said protein bars, but mm-hmm. I think he went too much to the protein. Granola bars. You go down that snack aisle, and there mm-hmm. are granola bars all over it. To stay in the game. Wow. Show me granola bars. Ooh. That's incorrect. Pop Tart was on there. Come pa- on, pastry people. was. Pastry was, yeah. Uh, number two was just chocolate. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Can I guess the next one? Yeah. Just pickle. No. <laughs> Snack on a pickle. <laughs> and I, number nine was pretzels. Oh, oh yeah. that Nobody is one of my pretzels. favorites. Like, if you were to ask me, what's my fa- best like road trip snack? Have you had those dots pretzels? No. Nope. Yeah, those are those good. Those are new to me. Like, they've been around for a long time, but they are so good. Well, 25 points. Our winner is Amy. Nice job, Amy. Play that song for her. There she is. Definitely going to have a bruise on my elbow. Blake Shelton says he's been having awkward conversations with friends who feel snubbed after not being invited to his wedding earlier in the month, which is pretty funny. Although Blake had a much smaller wedding. Oh, yeah. There were people I just forgot to invite. And once we got really close to the wedding and I was like, oh, I can't believe I forgot to invite that person. They're like, I'm friends with them. Everything was already locked in. And so... It's awkward now for me to even reach out and be like, hey, what's up? What's up, dude? Have they yeah. reached out? One of them did, but not about the wedding, but I felt like they were kind of really, it was like, how come I didn't get invited to the wedding? And I messed up. Is it cool for me to go, I just messed up and didn't invite you? I don't know. Or do I just do ignore it? bring it up? I know. Oh. I know. It's awkward for sure. Uh, Colton in Gulf Shores, Alabama, you are on the show. What's going on with you? My wife's best friend, she was a maid of honor, and we were at the wedding, and I'm sitting at the wedding, and the her best friend's grandpa walks over to me, and let me mention that they we were getting married two weeks after her best friend was getting married. So her, but her best friend's grandpa walks over to me, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm feeling good." And he said, uh, "I heard you and your, I heard my granddaughter and your wife have bought the same wedding dress." And I was like, "Oh man, you know." So obviously, I'm sitting there looking at the wedding dress on this girl. So I had to tell my wife about it, and man, she was upset. And obviously, you can't take wedding dresses back, so she had to go. 
buy a whole nother wedding dress. Oh, <laughs> dang. Oh, she didn't. That stinks. If I would have seen Caitlyn's dress, I wouldn't have told her. Yeah. Just act like you didn't. And she had it in a closet in the house, and I knew where it was. I never... I, I would stay away from that room. It's like two magnets, two north on north. You know how you try to put them together and they push yeah, they away? Separate. I would walk by the room and it push me back. I wanted nothing to do with it. I didn't want to see it. At one point, because we got married in my house, I was, and I had to walk over to the house because uh, Eddie and I played golf that morning. And I had to go take a shower. And I walked into the house and Caitlin's sister, who's a few years younger but looks almost exactly like her, is sitting in the living room. And I thought it was Caitlin. I was like, no. And, <laughs> and Grace, her sister, was like, it's just me. It's just me. So, oh, okay. man, that stinks, Colton. But I'm, I'm assuming the wedding went great afterward. Otherwise, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it went great. I just, I felt bad. She was so excited about the dress she picked out and the whole nine yards. And then when I heard about it, yeah. I was like, man, what do I, I do? Should I tell her? Should I not? And I was like, ah, I'll tell her. And then, obviously, you know, you can't take wedding dresses back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. her dad went bought a new one. It was, it was pretty crazy. I just want to share that with y'all. Figure y'all get a kick uh, out of it. Better man than I am because I don't think I would have told her. I just played it cool. I'm like, what? wow. And I'd have been over the top. Wow, it's the first time I've ever seen this dress. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I don't know that it makes you him better than you. Yeah, he's honest. N- uh, I'd have just been like, wow, I've never even seen a wedding <laughs> dress ever. I'd have way overcompensated. Mm-hmm. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A Wisconsin man was reunited with his family's missing dog nearly two years after he lost it when he spotted it on TV in a new segment about adoptable pets. The Wisconsin Humane Society said in a Facebook post that a man named Dwight got in touch with WITI-TV after watching an adoptive pet segment that featured a dog he recognized as Payday, his family's long-lost pet. Dwight said Payday had been missing for nearly two years. Payday was reunited with his family later the same day. What if somebody else had called and wanted to adopt it before the guy called? Oh. That, uh, yeah. That's awesome, though. It's, think your dog. We were looking out our window the other day, and there was this huge white. I don't know. What kind of dog is Eller? My dog? A husky. Part huge husky. white husky looking right in our, our kitchen window. And we're like, how did this dog even get over here? Which I would think maybe for a second was a wolf. I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> I'm not going Because here's the thing. Eller's going crazy, and Eller's a husky. And Stanley, mm, he's a fat bulldog. He's just chilling, but he's watching. Like, he's just watching out the window. And so Eller's going, rah, rah, rah. So Caitlin takes Eller and puts Eller in, like, the pantry room for a second because I'm going to walk outside. And his dog had a collar on. I wanted to make sure this dog got back to whomever's house it was. It hadn't been five seconds. I walk outside, the dog's gone. I, I think it was as it white as a ghost. Oh. I think it was a ghost dog. So you're going to go with ghost. Yeah. Of all the things that it could have been, that's ghost the one dog. I believe most. I think it was a ghost dog <laughs> coming to tell us something. Hmm. Ah, well, what was it going to tell you? I don't know. You're doing a good job with the dogs. Hmm. Keep helping dogs. Oh, that makes sense. That's what it was coming to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is I walked outside, and then we walked out to the yard. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, hello, hello, hello ghost dog. Nothing. Huh. There was a ghost dog in our yard. You heard it here first. Wow. All right. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby's Big Stories. Pickle-flavored Doritos are back, plus a new tangy ranch flavor. But pickle-flavored Doritos, and I would would implore you to check them out, because I also thought that sounded disgusting, until I would eat pickle-flavored things. There's a pickle-flavored snow cone, which is fantastic. There is pickle-flavored sunflower seeds, which Mm. Eddie brings when we hang out. So good. I'm up. 
And I'm here for pickle flavored Doritos. You? No, I just don't like pickles at all. No, anti pickle. No. Maybe you know, sick. And I'm anti peanut butter, but I can eat a Reese's peanut butter cup sometimes. Well, maybe I can try the Dorito, but right now it does not sound good. Caitlin is anti olive. Oh yeah, but she yeah. can eat some olive oil. Oh, oh but yeah, that's, that's totally. totally oh, just saying. <laughs> Don't be dumb. too good and locked into your opinion because you never know. That's okay. dumb. You know what olive oil is? It comes from the olive. Yeah, but right. it tastes it nothing like taste olive. Yeah, it's not nowhere near. Can a woman in it? Orlando <laughs> discovered a large snake in her bathroom on Friday, and she figured out that she'd been living with it unknowingly for weeks. Because she woke up, she sees it. Turns out the person who lived there before her had left it behind. Oh, no. That was their snake. It was confirmed to be a four-foot ball python. The python had, I mean, it's its massive. It's in the kitchen. It's like hanging on the mirror. Okay, so there wasn't an accident. The person just left it there? I don't know if she, like, lost it in the house and was like, Oh, well. Welp, guess we got to leave. <laughs> Okay. Or if she was like, all right, go, go, go. Snake's not looking. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I can have it. Go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I saw that in the news. And this is a, a, a small spoiler about the Olympics. If you're trying to watch tonight, I don't want to ruin it for you if you're looking at some of these, these events. So I'll give you about five seconds if you care to just turn us down for like 30 seconds. Okay? Probably more than that. But Simone Biles takes bronze in the balance beam competition. That was the one event that she did. She scored a 14.000, good enough for a bronze medal. Um, I think the two Chinese gymnasts beat her first and second. But she did get a bronze medal, and that's over. No more spoiler. I want to talk about it in case people are coming back now. But, you know, what's happening is NBC shows the Olympics in prime time. So some people want to wait and watch it in prime time. I, a sporting event is not something I can watch recorded. Not ever? Nah. I try to watch Arkansas football games. Sometimes I'll be like, don't tell me. But I can't because then I have to avoid the internet. And everything I follow on every platform, there's some sort of Arkansas sports. Sports are tough for me. Yeah, I can see how. Can't really watch it recorded. Doesn't feel the same. When do these things happen? The Olympics, like three in the morning? Yeah, early, early. Okay. You can watch it all on Peacock if you have Peacock. We, you know, I wake up in the morning and if Kayla wakes up with me, I'll put it on Peacock and the Olympics are on. (laughs) Like there was some running event this morning, some long distance running event. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, top three songs in country music. Let's do these now. Here we go. These are the big ones as far as uh, radio play. All right. No, oh, there's no, uh, there's no like an Ray, announce it for me. I need it to be bigger than that. Here's your country top three. Thank you very much. Uh-oh. At number three, Dan and Shay, glad you exist. There's a couple billion people in the world, and a million other places we could be, but you're here with me. Take a moment just to take it in. It's every high and every low to this. I'm just so glad you exist. All right, it's a good one, it's a good one, it's a good one. Number two, single Saturday night from Cole Swindell, which was last week's number one song. That's a good one. Uh, number one, Chase Rice and FGL, drinking beer, talking God, amen. Sitting here, drinking beer, talking God, amen. Sounds fine. What are you going to do? Can't win them all, right? You like that one, like though, huh? It, you yeah. like that one, yeah. Not my favorite. Uh-huh. Uh, the number one pop song is Olivia Rodrigo, Good For You. Not my favorite from her, either. Oh, I'll be honest with you. Oh, I, I like some of her stuff, but that one ain't my favorite. 
Oh, when this comes on, we turn it up. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, people love it. Mm -hmm. It's like that Chase Rice song. People love it. And not for me. This one, not for me either. I like her other stuff. I like uh, the driver's license. No, that's old school. No, I like Deja Vu. Yeah. How does that one go? Yeah. Do you get Deja Vu? Like, I know a little Olivia Rodrigo. Right? See if you can find uh, Deja, Deja Vu. Deja Vu. It's so good. Um, um, number one alternative song is from Weezer featuring AJR, All My Favorite Songs. All my favorite songs are slow and sad. All my favorite songs are sad. All my favorite people make me That's a jam. Mad. Not for you? No. no, I love it. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> of course, the song Weezer. is him. First of all, it's Weezer. It. Second of all, all my favorite yeah. songs are slow and sad. <laughs> yeah, all period. Ray, any luck with that? If not, I don't care that much to hear Olivia Rodrigo Deja Vu. I guess the top 40 stage doesn't even play it. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, sure. they do. It's on every seven like, seconds. There you go. I got it. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me if this ain't a jam. I'm picturing her watching their Instagram and seeing everything that they're going to do. Yeah, I didn't picture all that. I didn't do it. Oh, I do. When I'm driving, I'm like, oh, wow. She's like, we did that. I don't even hear the words. I just listen to melody. Oh. I'm like, this is a good song. Yeah. You get deja vu. Yeah, good. It's good. Uh, Okay, there you go. Uh, That's all news, I guess. Close that up. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. We talked about it yesterday and even again this morning. A Waffle House waitress who worked a double shift while looking after her baby says she got a $1,000 tip from a country music star. We made our guesses yesterday. This morning, I kind of rolled over to it being Kane Brown. Just looking at where he was, where he could be going. But then someone hit me and said it could be Luke Bryan because he had some shows over there. Oh, But then does he have an upcoming show there? Because that's know. the thing. Because didn't he <laughs> promise tickets to an mm-hmm. upcoming show? Could be next year, though. It that's could be true. like when I come back. A future show. Mm-hmm. You can have tickets right. to the show. Yeah, I don't know. Luke will be on the show Friday. You can ask him. Yeah. But it's a weird thing if he has to say no. If I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> it was <laughs> He's super generous and gave this girl a thousand bucks at Waffle House. No, man. No. So I'll ask him. But I think this, it's got to come out because now it's starting to, to get mainstream. Where like the regular news, not just country music news, not just us talking about it, but I think it's Kane Brown. You think they can keep it anonymous, like, or, or will someone just leak it at some point? I feel like 
someone will at some point. Oh, well, I was looking at my Instagram messages and waiting for somebody to leak it to me, and they wouldn't. Nothing. I thought maybe somebody from like a record label would leak it to me, and they wouldn't. So I'm waiting because we will celebrate them, whomever <laughs> it is. Um, okay, there's that. Let's. Uh, had a couple of things I wanted to do. Lunchbox sent me a story last night, and he was like, hey, I found a way. He didn't send me the story. He just said, I, I would like to f- talk about the story I found that makes your wedding look lame. And I thought, well, that's a weird way to position it, but okay. Um, what do you have? Well, so your wedding was fun. You had some cool artists sing. It was all romantic. Well, there's this couple in New Orleans, a big day. They get married. They have the reception. Yay, we're in love. After the reception, they're driving home, and they have the bride's friend in the back seat. There's traffic. They get in an argument. The groom accuses them of having an affair, pulls out a gun, starts chasing him around the highway, shoots him in the leg. Oh, I saw there was a traffic jam, and there were people running in tuxedos through the car. Yes, they were chasing each other on the highway with a gun, and he shot him in the leg, and the wife, the new wife, jumped out of the car and ran and hid in a nearby ambulance. What? That's not a better way. What is happening? Oh, no, it's pretty cool. I mean, memorable. Imagine if you're sitting on the highway (laughs) and the bride and groom are out of their car and people are running around with, I mean, that's incredible. Just to see people running around in a traffic jam with guns would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. And then the fact they're in tuxedos, I would be like, what's happening? I would think they were filming a movie. And also, why would you have a gun in your tux? Like, isn't that a special day? Uh Like, you probably wouldn't need the gun. Mm -hmm. He's about that life. But that apparently... Made our wedding look lame, but that wasn't at the wedding. To be fair, yeah, that was on the way, it was on the yeah, yeah. way home from the wedding and the reception. Very different. Incredible. I don't know about incredible. Someone <laughs> did get a shot. Uh, Kim in Delaware, you are on the phone. You're you called. Thank you. What's going on with you? Hi, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty dang good. What's up with you? Good, good. Thank you. I'm so happy to talk to you. This is my first time ever. Thank you. And I just, I'm a wedding junkie. And thank you for posting. I love all the posts. And I have a couple questions. Okay, hit me. Food. What do you guys have to eat at your wedding? A lot of people told us we wouldn't eat. Like, oh, you're going to be so busy. No, we sat down and ate. Hmm. We were like, we're not getting up. We're going to eat. Uh, we it was it steak mm-hmm. and crab cakes mm-hmm. and asparagus asparagus maybe? yeah and oh mashed potatoes yeah, mashed potatoes. Oh, mashed potatoes yeah we we fed the folks good Kim that's what we ate good good oh thank you and I, I might have missed this but did you cry during your vow nah <laughs> no I did Boy. I did I did I I kept my I kept having to stop so I could regain my composure during the vows. So, yes, but it was never a, it was a, uh-oh, here it comes, let me stop again. So, there was a lot of that, yes. I did get tears, for sure. I had to stop, take my glasses off and wipe my eyes a few times. Beautiful. And, and the number of guests, how many guests did you have? Oh, my uh, gosh. Well, <laughs> I love her questions. She's like she's researching. writing an article. Yeah, what, is she writing a book? <laughs> uh, 250 or something. Oh. Something like that? I had no idea. Somebody asked me the other day, and I was like, honestly, I don't know. It could have been a little more. It could have been a little less. Like I said, some of the wedding was a surprise to me yeah. when I got there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, I think that was it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are a beautiful couple, and thank you so much. I love the show. Loyal listener. Keep up the good work, all of you. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. All right. Take bye-bye. Care. Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, on September 4th and September 5th, we have two different festivals called Bobby Fest. Um, on the 4th, it's in New Braunfels, Texas. On the 5th, it is in Wichita, Kansas. And it's Maddie and Tay. It's Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots. 
Would you want to own a El Chapo safe house Ooh. from Ooh. drug cartel days back in the day? Maybe. <laughs> what happened there? How it says, how would you like a shot at owning one of the safe houses of a notorious drug lord? In Mexico, you can buy one of El Chapo's hideaways for just $12.50. It's like a ticket. You know how we do St. Jude Dream Home? Yes. <laughs> this Same is what thing. that is. This is El Chapo's drug house. Dream home, I guess. It's a two-bedroom house. It'll be given away on September 15th in the same condition it was left in, which is a bit scary. Mm-hmm. Look in a closet. There's, you know. Mm-hmm. Perhaps even with the fake bathtub leading into the tunnel system. Yes. Oh. Wow. Yeah, foreigners cannot win the house, but oh. would you want that house? I mean, at the end of the day, no. But I could still submit my raffle ticket, and if I win it, then I turn around and sell it and make money. I just don't think I want to be involved with it in any way, because if you're involved with it, then maybe you're involved. I, it, there's connect dots that are connected. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you someone are- may not get the memo that he's not there anymore and think that he's still in there. <laughs> I and think it's you they know living where in El there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think they know. It, it could still be a safe house, though, mm-hmm. that El Chapo used. Maybe With they a didn't tunnel. see. Mm-hmm. Someone, you're asleep and someone just comes up the tunnel, <laughs> knocking on the bottom of the bathtub. Hey, yeah. chop, right. you in, chop you up there. El Chapo is the creator of the tunnels. Like, he was the first one. And he came up with the idea when he was a low-level guy, like Way, and he told his boss, we need to build these tunnels. And his boss was like, no, that's stupid. So he went and started doing it on his own and then rose to the top. So you mean tunnels in the drug trade. Right, not he didn't just invent tunnels. the tunnel, yeah. I mean. Like, oh, that's yeah. funny did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> tunnels from Mexico to America. <laughs> uh, TikToker Tommy Samato, who's a flight attendant, talked about what you should consider when you're on an airplane. Number one, don't fall asleep or lean your head against a window. You're not the only one that does that, and you don't know how many people or children have wiped their hands all over that window. To which I would say I take wipes and I wipe it down. Yes. And then I still put my head on the window. I've seen you do it. Which is fine. In the same lane, he warns, don't wear shorts. You never know how clean it's going to be, so if you have pants, you're going to have less germs. I guess because germs get on your legs? Yeah. I'm cool cool with germs on my knees. Sure. Yeah, but your shorts are, yeah. I mean, for a girl, shorts might, your more of your leg might be touching the seat than a guy. I, I've been wearing really tiny shorts lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out this Waffle House country music star who donated a thousand bucks to this mom. I guess donated tipped. Yeah, Mike yeah. D just said he thinks the concert was the next night. Oh. That changes things. So it already happened. Who played. But we, it doesn't have to be. Because where was she from in North Carolina? Winston Salem. Greensboro. Greensboro. That's where the but it could have been Greensboro. It could have been Raleigh. Do we have anybody who played? Looking now. <laughs> this is a full-on investigation. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I'm... it may not be somebody who has been, is a massive star. Yeah, right. that's true too. And Mike D said he thinks it's somebody who's older because. He's like, in a time when people don't even want to work anymore. Oh, that's definitely old, dude. That's definitely older. Old old mentality. In a time. These kids. They don't, I mean, sometimes I say that. <laughs> Did, what, and we're going through trying to find who we think played in, in North Carolina at all that next night. Still nothing, though, Mike, huh? Nothing yet. Could it be that they played in South Carolina? It's well, close. It could, yes, it could have been <laughs> anywhere up... Anywhere she could have got to within an hour, an hour and a half away. Yeah. Mike, Mike's Googling Darius right now. We're, we're Googling all the nice guys we know that would have mm-hmm. done that. And we're not Googling the guys we know wouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's a waste of time. We, we know them too. Okay. I guess we'll leave it there. 
If we figure it out, we'll share. We're trying to figure it out. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Lavania, Michigan. A 24-year-old man was working the Burger King drive-thru. A car pulls up, and they wanted to split their order between three people, so they wanted to use three different credit cards. Well, the man working the drive-thru said, I ain't got time for three credit cards. They get in an argument. He gets mad, pulls out a gun, and says, it's going to be one credit card. So the guy working the drive-thru pulled the gun for a change. Yeah, the worker pulled the gun instead of the customer. Why do I kind of feel good for that worker? I shouldn't feel good for the worker. Usually they get the guns pulled on them. Right. I mean, he, clearly he feels the need to protect himself, but that's not, a, you can't be like. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be one. one card. <laughs> like, this uh, Burger yeah. King gets robbed a lot. Oh, well, see, And now that's why I, he had the gun on okay, him. Okay, so that kind of makes sense. But definitely bonehead move to use the gun for that. It's going to be one visa. <laughs> Yeah, all right, there you go. Uh, I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Three people were stung hundreds of times and had to be hospitalized after they went and messed with a 100-pound beehive in Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Why would you mess with that? Mm -mm. And if you do mess with it, you throw rocks from far away and you run. (laughs) Hopefully, you don't mess with it. Yeah, I know. But we've all done idiotic things. Yeah. You know, we used to, well, Arkansas Keith used to try to find hornets' nests and save them because they were impossible to get, and hornets were big bad boys. And so we would do different things to get the hornets' nest out of the trees. Then you save them. He'd always hang them around the house. Oh. But even then, we did it from far. Sometimes you try to shoot off the top of it, and it falls. That was yeah, yeah. Wait, why would you save them and hang them around the house? They were rare and cool. It's like a buck, you know, like a oh. big fish. <laughs> oh, okay, but they don't come live there. In that's the a, nest that's in the house? It's a great oh, it's question, inside. Maybe. I didn't know if like, they don't outside. look it up on Hornet Nest Zillow. <laughs> Listen, They're have, like, well, this, there's a nest. Where's old house? Okay, this, sorry. This is the first I've ever heard of such a thing. I can probably get Arkansas Keith on to tell me exactly why. I okay. just know we used to find them. Either cut them down if they were empty or shoot them down. Uh-huh. But three responding firefighters were also stung. The hive had to be removed. All the bees were killed. But yeah, Aww. these here it is, a big old beehive. They said, leave it alone. Yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. You might even die. If you're allergic and you get popped oh, like yeah. that, you are dead. And sometimes you don't even know if you're allergic until you get popped. But yeah, leave a beehive alone. Uh, Morgan, what's on the podcast today? Well, you shared some bad news about y'all's Bronco that is now in the shop. We found an old Bronco. We had it. It's rolling. It got crashed into. It might be totaled, which is the terrible, terrible news. Uh, what else? Amy shared an awkward moment that happened while on a plane with her daughter. Yep, and... And you shared a story from your wedding about an accidental first look. That's right. Okay, thank you. Um, An accidental first look? Oh, Uh got it. Got it, got it, got it. I had to remember that. I was like, I don't think... (laughs) Yes. Uh, What are you doing today, tonight? Um, I have a podcast interview today and then taking my daughter to volleyball. She's starting school next week, so we got volleyball practice every night. What about you? Uh, I'll be at the Opry tonight live, so if you guys are at the Grand Ole Opry, I will be there. Um, Gonna work out. Normal stuff. What, what's the podcast interview? Um, Leanne Ellington. She's like a... Oh, wow. Yeah. She's I, saying, how do I live no, without... No, no, no. 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 <laughs> right. oh, oh. Close, though. No, but um, yeah, we'll be talking some like brain stuff and body stuff. Okay. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye-bye.